faces, heels, and tweeners. Sunday night's main event proudly brings to you the East Coast podcasting champions of the world, Brad the Dad and Greg Father Feltham, your smack daddies. Hello, friends, and welcome to your SmackDown review for Sunday night's main event. I am Brad the Dad, and riding shotgun with me is my tag team partner, Greg Father Feltham. Bless you, my son. And we are your Smack Daddies, and Greg is back, back from a week off slash an amazing adventure. Greg, can you tell the people about your amazing adventure? I, well, I can't I can't talk a lot about it, Brad, but I mean, I'll, I'll see what I can, you know, share with the folks here today. Um, but it, it's been a, an eventful, um, what, two weeks now? I mean, it, it's been two weeks since we actually talked. Um, it's been uh, a, an up and down. I, I certainly enjoyed you last week uh, with your solo pod because I, I eagerly listened to it. Um, it, it was a, a long uh, last little bit, uh, Brad. As you are well aware that around this time of year, we have a, a tradition around here, um, it, you know, and, and WWE kind of spoiled it a little bit tonight by, by you know, sharing it more publicly than we would like to. But, I mean, we'll talk about it here, Brad. I mean, you know, it's it's a bunch of friends and, and you know, it's, it's just you and me and everyone else in the world who listens into this thing. But, Brad... So- so yeah. last week you were on special assignment. I and, was, I was. And you are kind of the legal eagle of our team. So we, I sent you ahead to yeah. go to a place a little bit south of the border, one might say, to organize yeah. a, a little tournament and, and tell the folks how that went. Yeah, Brad, um, I mean, it, it's that time of year, right? We've got to, um, there, there is a stipulation on our East Coast Tag Team Champions uh, Championship. And we've got to defend that once a year. So, you know, we go down and, and we make the the pilgrimage, the annual pilgrimage every year uh, to Rio de Janeiro. And and we had our, our annual, uh, the Pat Patterson Memorial Tournament, 16 teams. Um, you know, we started with a sweet 16 and willed it down to eight and down to four and down to two. And then... Uh, eventually down to one. So, you know, I had to go down and make sure the ring was all set up right. And, and, you know, we had uh, all the licenses that we needed to, to have the event, but I mean, I'm glad that you and I were able to go and, and defend our championships over those couple of days. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you basically finished up recording last Saturday, grabbed a flight. So it's been a, a real busy week. We're very lucky. We managed to make it back in time for tonight's show and be able to, to let everyone know that, you know, we are still, uh, you know, our um, un, undefeated, um, undisputed, undisputed, uh, you know, East Coast Tag Team Champions of the World. And it's uh, a privilege to continue in that uh, that vein going forward. And uh, I mean, next year we'll we'll go back and potentially see if uh, the Brazilians give us uh, more of a, a championship uh, contenders there. But um this year we vanquished them all, Brad. Listen, it was the French Canadian team in the semifinals that really had us on the ropes. Let's be honest. They, that French Canadian team could have beaten us. And, you know, I think we won, like, I'd say 51, 51 out of 49 matches. If And next year, I really hope they're not in the tournament. Maybe we won't survive. Yeah, it, it was... Um... It was touch and go there for a little while, right? I mean, um, but but we were able to get it done, right? That's that's the important thing. We got it done, and um, you know, more importantly than that, Greg, we had that beautiful outdoor uh, footy stadium that they converted, held about seventy thousand people. We sold <laughs> was... out five five nights in a row. I mean. So it, nice of them, right? Like yeah. they they really, you know, they they pull out all the all the stops when we come back every year for this tournament, Brad. Like they, they practically treat us like royalty there. Yeah, I know. And it's funny. Uh, I I keep hearing about this guy, you know. I think he's from somewhere down like one of those states down in there. He allegedly he goes through partners and he keeps saying, you know, that he would like a shot at these titles, but yet we have this tournament every year. And he never enters. What's nope, wrong with him? Doesn't even put in an application, right? You know, I, I heard that it's so cold down there that, you know, he's even having a hard time leaving his home right now. It's that cold and icy down there, right? Like, not prepared for, you know, to the rigors of championship life. 
not prepared to, you know, grind it every day. Uh, and, and I heard that his tag partner from England tried to escape, but literally he had to call in the favor with the man upstairs in order to snow him in a couple extra days. I mean, it, it's really, it's really kind of sad. I, I, I heard a rumor like John Cena's plane showed up to try to take him away. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, just overall, I mean, it's it's so sad, so sad. I mean, I understand because people get this tournament confused with other big wrestling happenings that are happening this some year, like the Royal Rumble. Right, and right. Do we have a surprise if people listen to the end of the podcast? A surprise announcement about the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big news coming, Brad. Uh, do do you hit that stinger? Hit that stinger. I well, want to hear it. You wanna? Do you want to start with no, this? No, news? no, 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 no. I just I want you to hit it so we're ready. We'll do it again later. But you know, just just Te- hit hit my music. Yeah. So so you'll hear that again later in the podcast. There's some big news happening. Um, uh, you know, don't want to bury the lead here, but uh, we're, we're excited. We're going to break some news here for SNME tonight uh, involving the Royal Rumble. So uh, stay listening to us and, and we'll uh, we'll cover that at the end. So is the big news? Oh, OK, glad you clarified that, because when you said big news, I thought you meant Tony Khan was on Twitter already tonight. Oh, no, I didn't look at that crap. <laughs> It's best not to look at Tony Khan's Twitter before you start a podcast because you get lots of stuff. Do you know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, man, oh, man. If there's a man who doesn't need to, who needs to, to, you know, yeah, I, I think about that, you know, Brad, uh, you and I, we, we don't often go, but I'll, I'll say sometimes you and I will we'll, might take a run over to that uh, local casino here. And uh, as you walk in, there's a self-exclusion program that they have. <laughs> Of, hey, listen, maybe you don't really need to be here. Maybe you shouldn't be gambling. Tony Khan needs a self-exclusion program from Twitter. You know, there's um, these boxes you can put your phone in. Like, that, that you can, like, put a code in and your, bo- your phone's locked up. I think when Tony gets the itch, he puts it in there. Because that was the only thing I missed last week was not having a podcast. But I was to have somebody just riff on Tony Khan's Twitter <laughs> behavior. Because it was, it was ridiculous. Oh, uh, um, was it? Yeah, it was just that week where he like went off and I oh, mean the, I, the ginger, the ginger stuff. Yeah, because oh, he made yeah. he made ginger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Tony Khan, boy, oh boy, I tell you. And listen, I like I respect all the things he's done with the company and giving people opportunities, but yeah, I mean, but it's wrestling. Everything's a little bit icky. Everything's a little bit dirty. I mean. We, there was a joke made this week. My daughter said something like she has a crazy kid in her school and the last name is Benoit. And I said, any relation to Chris? Oof. Oof. And she was like, too soon, Dad. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon, Dad. Yeah. Oof. All right. We've horsed around a little bit. Let's get to this very... I'm, I mean, it's in Atlanta. It's, I think it's supposed to be hot Atlanta, but apparently it's quite cold in Atlanta. Uh, it is. It is. I was talking to uh, a colleague from work today, and she's like, "It's so cold in the office." I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Just to give people a frame of reference, uh, it is currently uh, minus five. Feels like minus ten, and we're going to go down to minus nineteen in the next twenty-four hours here in Nova Scotia. Yep, fun times had by all. Had by none. And yeah. by the way, it's supposed to go back up to like rain weather by the end in the next couple of days. It's the weirdest stuff here in Nova Scotia because we, oh, was it Wednesday or Thursday that we had, we rotated between rain and snow. I'm just, I'm just so sick of this weather <laughs> this time of year. Like it just, it drives me nuts. I'm like, why? Why? Like give me snow and then just, just let's be okay with snow for just a little bit. Yeah. Let people go skiing. Let people go snowshoeing. Let people enjoy the ice. Uh, like there used to be a time you could go on a, like we're the city of lakes. That's Dartmouth's famous for it. You could go out and skate on a lake, but it ain't happening now. No, I was going to say, not that anyone cares about this, but the city has actually stopped measuring the thickness of lakes going forward because they, th- I think that they had like four days all last year where it was safe to go out. So just basically saying, eh, don't go on the lakes. It don't matter what they look like. <laughs> yeah. Just don't do it anymore. People. Yeah. And it, which is crazy. Cause again, in my childhood, there was a lake five minute walk from my house and pretty much from about mm, first of January until about the 
30th of March. You could be on that lake with your skates on. Dude, I mean, as I was a kid, we would take cars out on the bay and drive drive around. Like, this is kind of a foreign concept to me, this whole thing of, you know, not having frozen water this time of year. So It's very, very unusual. Yeah. Um, but so we're going to go from hot Lana, less, less hot than normal. And we, we are covering episode number as you cr- frantically look it up. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, how, how much I'm out of, out of, uh, sorts here. Cause I don't have that up. Yeah, um, it is episode number 1,274 from hot Lana tonight. So next week will be 75. Uh, I'm not sure if, if it'll be more remarkable or less remarkable than this week. Uh, I, do you know what? this Overall, I did not mind this episode of SmackDown-ish, but there's a lot of stuff on this episode of SmackDown that could have been an email. It's interesting that the stories are moving, and it's that the wrestle it's the opposite of AEW. Like AEW, the wrestling is always really good, but you're like, does this make sense? Or WWE, the stories are good. It's just sometimes you're like, did this need to be a whole match? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe. We'll see. We'll see because we we certainly had some suspected things or suspect things here on this. Hey, do you know how SmackDown's meant to start, Greg, even after your week off? Um, well, the good thing is, is that since I wasn't, because I was on a plane last week, I missed the actual airing of SmackDown, so this, this recap really helped me out. Yeah, recap one. And, of course, we get a recap of the entire episode. Why, Greg? Like, I guess because you missed last week and they felt bad. Yeah, it's, I I was going to say thank you for giving me that one, Triple H. So, Roman Reigns is in the back. He's here. He's actually here tonight. And he is talking about how they need to make things right. And Solo has his head down and he goes, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix everything. And yeah. Um, man, uh, man, oh man, Solo Sokoa. I think I heard him speak more tonight than I think I have in his entire career. Yeah, it's like he found his voice over the time. So Adam Pierce is in Hotlanta and he wants some signatures. He wants some autographs. So he's Ooh. there. Oh, did I say Adam Pierce? I wrote up my notes as Adam Pierce. Uh, Nick Aldis, the other member, former NWA champion, is in the ring, looking okay, dashing cool. in his black suit, and he wants some sign. He wants some autographs. AJ Styles comes out. If you notice, he no longer poses. Yeah, AJ Styles feels very um, angry. AJ, right now, angry, angry AJ. This reminds me of after the Claire Lynch stuff in TNA when he had like he started growing his hair out. He started wearing a hoodie and. Like trying to be a tough guy. Um. Yeah. Uh, do you know what surprised me? I think the most about this episode of SmackDown, and I'm going to say it here because I know that they mentioned right off the bat, like George's own AJ Styles. It shocked me. Absolutely shocked me that WWE didn't have Cody Rhodes show up at some point on this show. Uh, maybe he's here. He's in a dark segment. Well, I mean, last time, like we've seen them do that where he's backstage talking to Nick Aldis, like, but yeah, no, he he wasn't actually on camera tonight. So listen, they should have had him wrestle Nick Aldis once the the show ended, because Nick Aldis, Cody Rhodes for the ten pounds of gold. Yeah, there you go. There's N- an idea. Nine and a half pounds of gold, whatever the WWE's belt were it weighs. Anyways, LA Knight. I mean, AJ comes out, no hesitation. He signs. LA Knight comes out. He's sort of keeping an eye on AJ. He kind of bows up to AJ a little bit, but he signs. And then Randy Orton comes to the ring in record time. So I, I, what I laughed at here is like, okay, we're getting these three guys in now. So we can then go ahead and cut the commercial because God knows we're not going to get Roman come out here in his entrance, right? Like, so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, poor Randy had to wind sprint to the ring to make time here so they could cut the commercial for Roman. no. They didn't because it came Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman comes out and he hasn't had a chance to look at it. The lawyers haven't had a look at it, so they're not going to sign it. Interesting tactic. Nick Aldis doesn't tolerate anybody's bullshit. Like, I love this man. Oh, fine. You know what? If he hasn't had time signed, if he doesn't sign it, I have a solution. I'll have the three willing participants wrestle for the vacant. WWE Undisputed Championship, which I'm pretty sure would no longer... Would that make it... Still make it disputed? 
It would make it disputed, I think, but I, I love the whole idea. And this is at this point is when I posted on the board a link to uh, the Twitter profile for WWE Vacant, the 42-time WWE champion. <laughs> so, and, oh. and about to be 43. I think he's 42, but with, uh, with Seth Rollins' injury, he's about to be 43. Oh, yeah. Well, is that... Is that that serious? He's torn. Is he tear an ACL or something? Yeah, he's torn his ACL. Yeah. So. Oh, what a mess that makes of everything on that side. Yeah, I mean, they don't know if they're going to do surgery or what, but I mean, there's no way in hell this man can continue on with a torn ACL and partially torn meniscus. Like, it's just not. I'm sorry, but that's not going to happen. No, and it's too close to WrestleMania this year for him to like have a quick surgery and get back. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm wrong. It's 45 times. So it's about to be 46. Wow. Yeah. What a that gender match was more eventful than anyone expected. Very much so. Uh, do you know who WWE has vacant to become champion? Who's who? Beaten? Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Daniel Bryant, CM Punk. Like all of these great champions, WWE vacant has managed to um, you know get the belt from. Absolutely what? amazing. Wow. Career. I don't know why this man is not in the Hall of Fame. It should be the number one. It should be the, this year's main eventer, WWE yeah, vacant. Oh, absolutely. I mean, first ballot Hall of Famer right there. I like how we're avoiding going back to this segment because basically this segment breaks down after this when Paul when, I mean um, Paul Heyman gets near the ring and, and gets into it with all this a little bit. But, I mean, you get – LA Knight and AJ kind of sparring and that leads to them fighting their way up the ramp and officials come out and they're being pulled apart. And then Paul Heyman's grinning from ear to ear because he thinks he's got one over and the Viper just slides over, grabs him by the tie and says that he is going to take out Solo Sokoa and then he's going to remind Roman Reigns of the three most dangerous words in WWE RKO and that, it, ladies and gentlemen, it was about a sixth of this episode of SmackDown, Greg. That was the first 20 minutes of this episode. So this is when I start to think to myself, like, okay, um, here's what doesn't make sense to me. Randy Orton is physically imposing on, um, on Paul Heyman, on Pauly, all right? So why doesn't Randy Orton at this point force Paulie to sign the contract? Because he is Roman's, uh, you know, advocate and special counsel. There's no reason why he can't sign on behalf of Roman. No idea. Right? Like it was, it was a, definitely a gap in logic. And yeah. here's the thing. It was, it all works out in the end, but I really enjoy the fact that Randy Orton seemed like the smart one here. He was like, you idiots could fight. I am, I got solo tonight. I'm going to take out the problem. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Logan Paul is on somewhere. Somebody's videotaping him. Yeah. I, 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 I can hear your son from my place cursing at Logan Paul when he came on screen. Oh, he really doesn't like Logan Paul. I, that was one of the stipulations was like, I might do another episode, but you got to make sure Logan Paul's no longer the U.S. champ. I'm like, uh, after WrestleMania, then it is. I was going to say, so he's not going to be watching Royal Rumble for, with you. Oh, I think he might leave the room during the Logan Paul stuff. Interesting. Interesting. Speaking of interesting, they finally have declared that the LWO is Ray's team and Legado del Fantasma is the other team, which is Santos's team. Yes, and both are LWOs. Oh my gosh, you're right. The Legado World Order and uh, Latino World Order. Yes, they uh -huh. decided to keep them both as LWOs. Yes. A amazing. A terrible, but yes. Well, it almost sets up perfectly for... If you were, if Ray's coming back, uh, I hear there's another Latino star coming back from AEW. I have heard that rumor as well. So maybe we could get four on four. Uh, possibly, possibly. Who knows? It's a, it, there's some possible possibilities here. But tonight, our match was the, was the LWO with Carlito, Cruz del Toro, and Joaquin Wild versus Legado del Fantasma 
where you had Santos Escobar and Humberto and Angel. No longer. Last, no last longer, name's unknown. Last name's no longer the Garza Cousins. No, no. Last name's unknown. So LWO starts. I got to give uh, Cruz del Toro some credit. That flip he does in the corner where he like slides through on an angle, that always gets me. It's a big pop for me every time. You pop for that one. Yep, and even their and their double dive always looks good. It is a great way to start this match. But Greg, everybody knows if the LWO's got the momentum going into the commercial, coming out, the LWO is going to get it coming out. But it's just going to be a different LWO. Yes, the other LWO is uh, <laughs> oh. grinding against the against the more traditional LWO. Ah, uh, yeah. Boy, oh boy, I can't wait for the LWO versus LWO uh, video game that comes out. That uh, That's hysterical on so many levels. Well, we had we had an NWO game. It was NWO versus NWO versus WCW. LWO versus LWO. So, okay, I, I'll tell the story now. Um, my, my wife has been... Uh, she won't listen to this, but I'll say it then anyway. So she's been bitching as opposed to correctly pointing out um, that she wants a virtual gaming console type thing set up. So we have been uh, working and, and trying to go through that. And so she set up um, what they call a, a Batacera system mm-hmm. and uh, has been absolutely loving it. So tonight she comes downstairs and she's like, okay. I've got all these games here that I, I want to get set up on it. She's like, but I left all the wrestling ones out so you can go in and look and see, but I'm not going through wrestling games and deciding what wrestling games we want on the system. So she was like, and there's a WCW one and NWA and no NWO. I'm like, yeah, yeah all right, I got it, honey. Thanks. Oh, that would be NWO world tour. And, and yeah. yeah, those are the good ones. Those old THQ engines are amazing. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what she's uh, been really into lately. So she's been uh, she's been really uh, enjoying that. The other, uh, we've actually had our our thirteen year old being frustrated with uh, the video gaming console right now because he's been playing. Oh shit! I can't remember the name of it. Hold on, I'll find out. But okay. uh, yeah, keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll come back. You to get that. you get back to that thought. I'll just end this match because this. I mean, really, it comes back. The LWO legato version is dominating. Everybody comes in, and hits some moves. Eventually, you get your left with Carlito in the ring. Uh, he hits the backstabber to Humberto, but Humberto has been blind tagged out, and Santos gets to roll up for the win. Greg, this was this was had some good stuff in it. It was some great flippy stuff, but I feel like I see this from these two teams every week now. Yeah, and that's the problem. It's I, I I'm sick of this match and these groups inter- interacting. Um, I I'm just done with and, this. And it's getting it's going to get worse because it this is going to mania. <sighs> it's going to be a rough time between now and April. Now, if um we get a certain Latino wrestler back. I really do think it should be four on four. I think it should be LWO versus LWO winner gets the name. Um, yeah, I don't think that they really care. Uh, I would, if I get the merch check, maybe, but I don't think that WWE really cares. No, I I was going to say, and what merch check would, uh, would, uh, Santos and them want because Santos just wears a poncho to the ring. Like there's no merch there. Well, they can start. The other guys wear the LWO shirts. They get merch rights to the to the original LWO shirt. Uh, I don't know, man. I this week we all want a cut of the R Truth merch money. Dude, that man is so over, and I'm so sad we don't have him on SmackDown. I'm not because I don't know if this would work as well without uh, basically him just killing Damian Priest every week. <laughs> Do you know what? Him trying to get in the bloodline like Sami Zayn did would be hysterical. Yeah, but we don't have Roman around long enough. And there's no way. Damian Priest keeps mostly keeps a straight face. There's no way. Like, Jimmy would be cracking every week. Yeah. yeah. And it would ruin Solo's gimmick. Oh, it would be so funny to watch. So, 
overall, this match wasn't bad. It just wasn't particularly spectacular. But you know what was spectacular, Greg? Wait, have you found out what game your kid can't beat? No, uh, did my wife answer? No. Okay, so late yeah. 90s. Let's, we'll find out. It's, okay, so it's a late 90s, or it's a 90s Nintendo game where you're driving a car down the street, or you're driving a car on a racetrack or whatever, and you have to hit these white, red, rainbow cars that, that gets gas, but if you touch anything else, you skid off the road and crash. Um, and is, it, the name, is it Cruising USA? No, it's not Cruising USA. Uh, yes, racing game. So is it, it's an 8-bit, not a 16. Oh, yeah, like it's NES. Oh, uh, is it F-Zero? Is it, it's not an F-Zero. No, 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 it's... No, this isn't it. It, it reminds me of Excite Bike, but I know that one. That one's very distinctive. Hold on, I found it. I just gotta scroll down. Oh, it's Road Fighter, is what it's called. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and that... he is completely frustrated at this game. And like, so he got through the first level, and he got to the second level, and he died, and then found out that Nintendo takes you back to level one to start again. And he was just losing his shit. It was the funniest thing ever Seth said. Like, hey, shout out to Dax and Boris, because this reminds me of their conversation from from uh, the Dynamite show, because uh, they just killed me. They just that was like, that is the thing. Like you had codes that could get you through, but like you you lose the match and punch out and you're back to the beginning of the division. Yeah. Yeah. No, you were done. Right. Like, yeah. Okay, you know, what was great. Speaking of this being great. Kayla with Pretty Deadly and Pretty Deadly saying that they watch tape on Butch and uh, Tyler Bate and they're ready now. They're ready for this match. They went back and studied. Greg, I love Pretty Deadly and I'm going to be a Pretty Deadly apologist. They never have to win a match. They're just great. That You're 100% right. They do not have to win a damn thing. Um, pretty Deadly are, are one of my favorite acts on TV right now. So we're going to get AJ versus uh, LA Knight. Yeah. And wait, we're going to get AJ Styles versus LA Knight in. Why are they wrestling? Um, I don't know. Okay. So I think we're just supposed to do this every time. It's like AJ Knight, AJ Styles versus LA Knight. Yeah. And yep. we'll just, yeah, to death. We'll just be happy right. that they're wrestling. Okay. Bobby and his kids are in the back and they cut a promo. I debated this last week, Greg. Are these promos or are they recaps? Oh, yeah. I heard your your internal debate on this. Um, I, I, I think that they're a bit of both. So, but but this is the, it's not Kevin Dunn broadcasting stuff. So they're trying to figure out their stuff. I like this. Um, I thought this was a cool way to do it. I thought it was different and unique. So I'm I'm okay with this, at least for now. I think you can probably call it a recap. Um, but my bigger question here, Brad, is what do you think of the name of this new faction that they haven't really said on TV yet? Yeah, the, it's in like a Twitter bio. It's in a Twitter bio, but yes. What, what are your thoughts on the pride? I like it because they are like the pride of, you know, the, the, the pride. He's the leader of the pride. It's got a double meaning. Like they're like a pack of wolves, but they're a pride of lions. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong here. I thought it was uh, cool and different, but it seems like all the names now are coming up with buzz. You know, the pride, the street profits, the la- what is it? The last testament or something yep. that they're called? The last assessment. Just like, all right. Listen, we got rid of one terrible name, though, tonight because we had Tyler Bate come out for his match. And instead of getting The Butch, we got Pete Dunn. The Pete Dunn. Uh, by the way, uh, bravo on that, seg- uh, that segue. Love it. Thank you. So Pete Dunn comes out and he the bruiser weight is back. Yeah. Little Petey Dunn. Boy, oh boy, I, I you can say that until he gets a hold of your fingers. And breaks them, yeah. Holy cow, this match was good. And it was, you forget, like, now that he's wrestling like Pete Dunn again, yeah. what made, and what makes him and Bate so great together, 
because bait is fluid. Like he that sequence at the beginning of the match where he's like doing the British stand up switch stuff is amazing. And then Pete Dunn comes in and just runs over somebody and grabs the fingers. I mean, basically the story of this match was we're waiting for the sadist that is Pete Dunn to grab your fingers and snap them. And break them off, yeah. It it was great. We got the airplane spin. I mean, pretty deadly's out on the outside. After the commercial, pretty de- deadly has Tyler Bate slightly in peril, I'm going to say, cuz he's not really ever in peril or peril. There's a gut buster. It's never in doubt. He makes a hot tag. Pete Dunn does some Pete Dunn things like throwing people around. When he gets suplex, he lands on his feet. He kicks people in the head. He grabs some other fingers. He does messy stuff. Eventually, him and Tyler Bate hit this cool kick in this corner. Tyler Bate dives to the outside. And Pete Dunn snaps. I think it's Kip Wilson. I don't know if it's Elton Prince. doesn't matter. He snaps one of the pretty deadly guy's fingers and bitter end, and it's over. He even threw a, I love when he threw the X-Plex in where he did the suplex and dropped one member pretty deadly on the other member pretty deadly. Yeah, that was a fun little spot. He's, so this, this is already better. And like, I feel like we have enough tag teams. Why don't we either have a six man title? Cause we have a bunch of three man factions, literally two the LWOs plus the pride plus the last Testament plus the bloodline, why don't we have a six-man title, Greg, or at least split the tag titles up so we can have them on more than one show? That is too much of a good idea, Brad. Okay, I'll stop trying to make sense. Yep. So, good match, great match, something you'll remember in a little bit, or is it just a great showcase? No, I thought it was a great showcase. I wouldn't say that it was, you know, something I'm going to remember in a little bit, as much as I, I hate to say that. But there's a couple of things on this show here, and this was one of them that I think... It did what it was supposed to do, but I don't think I was emotionally attached to it yet. Like, it just was, it was great for what it was, but uh, I still struggle with the look and feel of Tyler Bate, and his, uh, he doesn't look, he doesn't look like a wrestler. I I don't know what it is, but it, it... Tyler Bate looks like a guy that you would see, you know, hanging outside the a department store having a smoke as you go in, right? Like, that's what Tyler Bate looks like to me. It, it, he probably looks like he's standing outside a Walmart because he looks like he stood there stint in his underwear as opposed to actually having clothes on, like with those that white shorts, and it drives me nuts. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I really struggle with Tyler Bate at this point. Yeah, I almost want him to get more serious. But yeah. I think the levity is meant to cut the Pete Dunn piece. Yeah. Yeah, I think me, you're right. It makes me wonder where Seamus fits back into this. Um, that's a really good question. And I don't know what, where that is. So, Because he definitely doesn't fit in as a member of British Strong Style. He does, in fact, not. Okay, so we're going to go to... Oh, Logan Paul getting punched in the face, which may be something my son wants me to send him on loop. But that's your recap number three. So Kevin Owens is going to come out and we're going to get a KO show. My favorite part of all this, though, is before we got to the KO show, we cut to the back with Kayla and Pretty Deadly. And they're like, we were prepared for this guy, Butch, and we've seen somebody who we've never seen before. However, Greg, I watch WWE UK. I listened to a, a former show on this a network that covered WWE UK. I know that they have wrestled Pete Dunne before. Have they? I, I don't They've know. They've actually I, wrestled Pete Dunne. Have they? That's really funny. But I mean, I, I just love the ridiculousness of these guys to be like, we were prepared for Pete Dunne. We were prepared for Butch. And this is not the same guy. I just love this segment. This was... Like, uh, you know, as you will often say, Brad Chef's Kiss. Like, this is beautiful. It was. And the other thing is, we only need, we need both members of Pretty Deadly to grow their chest hair out. Because I don't, I think it was Elton Prince that had, had growing out the carpet. And it just like, he, that he oils it up. He looks ridiculous. It's so great. Oh, it's, yeah. These guys just so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. We go right to the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens welcomes up with his guest, Logan Paul. 
this is on right from the beginning. These guys are great together. They have good chemistry. And basically, we get the origin, the supervillain origin story for Logan Paul, where he's at WrestleMania, he's at WrestleMania in 2021, and Kevin Owens stuns him and embarrasses him. And this is why Logan Paul turned bad. All of the cryptocurrency, all of the shenanigans with boxing and prime, it's all Kevin Owens' fault. One stunner turned sweet, innocent Logan Paul into a monster. Yeah, I tell you. Boy, oh boy. Uh, and the best is the crowd in Atlanta. You win, Atlanta. Shout out to you for chanting one more time. <laughs> God, God bless Atlanta. You guys made my night. And then we basically get Kevin Owens, you know, going Rick Budding and saying, you know, this is... This isn't that kind of stuff. You can't blame me on all this. And Logan Paul's talk, give us through all his titles, disruptor, influencer, blah, blah, blah. And he is going to, and he is going to win and defend his title. He cannot, he's going to KO, KO. And Kevin Owens calls it. You've been protected by WWE. You've been sheltered by them. And I am, you can say for the rest of your life, you were a WWE champion, but I am going to take that title from you. And then they get into the cast stuff. And Kevin Owens stupidly takes off his cast. And when he turns his back to Logan Paul, Logan Paul punches him in the face. But as Kevin Owens promised, he doesn't stay down. He gets back up. He gets the advantage of Logan Paul. And then Logan Paul gets to the outside and slams his hand into the post. And I think we have a Bob Orton senior, uh, a Bob Orton, sorry, Bob Orton Jr. thing on her hands. Kevin Owens is going to be stuck wearing that cast forever. Yeah, I think so, and I like it. He gets a loaded right hand, and these guys were great. This was a great segment. We recapped it a little bit, but really, go back and watch this. It was highly entertaining, and we now know that the reason why Logan Paul is a douche is because Kevin Owens stunned the goodness out of him. Yeah, he, he lost a smile because of Kevin Owens. Amazing. Can, is, if Greg, if I if we stunned, I don't know, um, Sean Burkhead, do you think that would st- we could stun the smile back into him? That's a great question. Oh, I don't even know how to answer that, but I, I love your question. Well, if he ever entered our tournament, we would find out for sure. Well, maybe, maybe. But I don't know if the commission down there will clear him. Uh, you know what? That's that's a good good point. So probably not. So probably not. Uh, we have Roman Reigns in the back, and he says we only have one wise man, and we have two of you pointing at Jimmy. And so why did we send the wise man out there to the ring? Oh, we're, uh, bo- we're both shaking our heads because Roman Reigns was on point tonight. He really was. God, do you know what? I I can't stand this bloodline storyline, but damn. Oh, well, and it gets better because Solo cuts him off and basically says, hey, listen, you made me the heir to the tribal chief. This was my fault. I'll take the blame and I'll handle this. Um, I'll fix it. And Jimmy doesn't say a word and he walks off with Solo. And Roman's just impressed. Finally, somebody in this family is going to get this stuff done and take responsibility for their actions. Yeah. Okay, so the club kids are over from Raw. Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Have you seen these ladies in action before? Uh, I think maybe once before. They are. Do they not look like somebody that you would find at a rave, or do they? Are they too old for that kind of stuff? Uh, they they actually look like that. Uh, they look like that they are too old for a rave, but they're still there. <laughs> That's a perfect description for this gimmick. Uh, Damage Control and Bailey are, are watching from ringside. Bailey is on commentary, and un- out comes Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, the unholy union. Yeah, so here's the, my problem to start this right off the bat. Um, this right here is why I'm sad Michael Cole is no longer on SmackDown, because with Bailey on commentary, you don't have her playing off Cole, which I loved. Shut up, Michael Cole. Yeah. Oh, it was so basically. There's not much to this match. There is some super kicks, some suplexes. I mean, the unholy union is all over Carter. She finally tags in Chance. Chance hits a couple of moves. There's a Hurricane Rana. This 
eventually leads to them hitting like uh, an assisted. I I want to say it's not a hurricane rana. Well, maybe it was a. It was like a head scissors into a flip off the top rope. It wasn't really a rana. Boy, oh boy, like. I, Isla Dawn or Alba Fire came no Isla Dawn came down on Alba Fire and it looked like she just like potato like sack of potatoes on top of that poor girl because I Alba Fire was holding her gut for the rest of this and then the club kids hit the keg stand Greg the keg stand that's essentially what this is oh my god it's it's great because it takes advantage that one of them's really strong and one of them has got great balance. And it looks great. It's a great finisher. And I feel like the Unholy Union was just there to be sacrificed so that we could get to the Kabuki Warriors next week. Uh, I think so. So, the Kabuki Warriors are just winning this, right? Um, I hope so, but I don't really trust them to. So if the Kabuki Warriors win, that means Bailey's the only member of Damage Control without a title that is cleared to wrestle. Yeah. I mean, Dakota Kai will eventually win the NXT title once she's allowed to wrestle again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair. She could go win the NWA title with her eyes closed. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Doesn't really matter. Pat Patterson, happy birthday. Uh, you made the world a better place because the Royal Rumble is coming up in two weeks, in, well, eight days, seven days, in about in a few minutes, Greg. And yeah. awesome. Yeah. The Last Testament cuts a promo, and they basically say that they're going to, that they're disruptors, and they're not yes-men, which is why they haven't been pushed. It has nothing to do with them having a crappy gimmick or two of them being fired, but they're coming next week for the pride. Yeah, the pride. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. The thes. The battle of the thes. The battle of the thes. Well, you're the one that pointed out the pride, the LWO, the other LWO, and the last testament. The unholy union. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Greg, you're right. They found the word the. Yeah. Did Vince McMahon have something against the word the all these years? I don't know. I don't know, but. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of those. Greg, this is the worst recap of the night. This is recap number four. That scary spot from last week where they did those two guys. I was never so happy to record a show the next day to know that the guys were okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, I, I didn't go back and watch last week's episode. Don't. I heard you telling me not to watch it, so I didn't. And then I got to see it here tonight, and I'm like, damn... They basically landed straight up on their heads. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's one of those ones on your bump card that you can't get back. But no. Carmelo Hayes is there. I was expecting he's going to try and get in the Royal Rumble. Nope. He's going to... Austin Theory comes in, and apparently he has stuff to do, but Grayson Waller's like, no, 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 you got nothing to do. And the best part is Carmelo is going to get his match against Theory, and Theory's like, man, you have to stop doing that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know if I, 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 I don't know why we're going back to this so quickly. Okay, the guys had a, you know, an injury last week. Is there any real need to con to pay this off or to continue with this? Let's just let this go. You know, at what least they, for now. Given the number of people you can put into the Royal Rumble these year in the last couple of years, these two should be wrestling for a spot in the Rumble. I mean, that's, I know that's wild. Yeah. Okay, Greg, we got two matches left on this card. We have LA Knight versus AJ Styles. And the yeah. story of this match is that these guys apparently made a gentleman's agreement just to smack the crap out of each other before this one. Yeah, that, that's what we have here. The brawl starts, LA Knight's all over AJ, and then AJ locks in a headlock that looks like he's trying to pop his head. When, he, when LA Knight gets free... He does a series of throws, a couple of hits. Uh, AJ goes head first into the turnbuckle. When he gets back up, he does his AJ Styles strikes. And they just go back and forth, including a sliding knee. They're throwing each other into the announce table. Jimmy comes out for the distraction. LA Knight chases him away. When he comes back, Solo grabs LA Knight, 
Samoan Spike, Knight's taken out, and then they work over AJ, and Samoan Spike came back in the ring, calling out Randy Orton. Solo is done with your bullshit. He is ready for his match. I I don't know. I, I, I got really nervous at like, you know, 1030 local time here. I was like, damn, we got LA Knight and AJ Styles and Randy Orton Solo Sokoa, and we have less than 30 minutes of TV to put both in. How the hell are they going to do this? And then I realized, oh, shit. Well, when you give me less than five minutes of a match in this one, and spoiler alert, just over five minutes of a match in the second one, um, that's how you can fit both these. And two commercials. And two commercials? Yeah, you can fit it in. So basically, they found a creative way out of this match. And I think we got to grade that as an incomplete. That's fair. It's not, and it's not their fault. They were booked into this. The guys worked hard. They they did what they could with the, you know, five and a half minutes of time they got. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fair. Now, it bleeds right into Randy Orton coming out to fight solo. And it's solo. Like, I'm surprised and also quite proud of Randy Orton for giving so much in this match. Yeah, it, this was surprising for sure. And he gives pretty much all of it to the point that, like, I'd, I'm like, Orton gets mauled commercial. Back for commercial. Orton's starting to fight back, and he catches Solo coming back in the ring and hits the DDT. Solo's down. Jimmy tries to come out and interfere. LA Knight makes the save. AJ comes out and attacks LA Knight. And it looks like he's coming to the ring. We don't know what he's going to do, but it's enough of a distraction that we get an RKO and Randy Orton wins because he'll give the kid some offense, but he ain't letting him win. That that's that's one hundred percent right. Like I I don't expect I don't expect much there. I really don't. Well, and that's fine. And we continue on. Because basically this turns into how many RKOs can people get? There's one for LA Knight, then he, one for AJ Styles, because LA Knight's already taken out AJ, but, you know, he gets RKO'd for his trouble. AJ gets back up, he gets RKO'd, and just when you think Randy's standing tall, Roman comes flying in with a Superman punch, and cocky Roman struts around the ring, and this is the point I notice, he's got a customized shirt. Atlanta, acknowledge me. So I noticed it right actually as he arrived because he was wearing the same thing all night. Amazing. Even more amazing if they sold a lot of these. Well, fair. Like, really? Just because it has your hometown on it, you're going to buy it? People would. I'm sure they sold a buttload of these. I'm sure. He's walking around. He looks at Nick Aldis. He grabs the contract. He signs it. And instead of passing it back to Nick Aldis, he drops it on the ground. And gets a chuckle, then goes to the corner, gets ready for his spear, and I'm like, oh no, he's getting RKO'd in the next week. And they hit a beautiful spear RKO combo. Yeah, but I mean, you could see this being set up, right? They telegraphed this a mile away because of how slow it took him to get to his feet and the way he was turned around. You're like, this is going to be an RKO. This is going to be an RKO. This is going to be an RKO. So, I mean, you just telegraph this for so long, but it sets up the fact that we can see this in the match. Uh, sure. But I mean, we're still going to see Roman Reigns win. So what does it matter? It means that he, he, well, listen, Randy stood tall tonight. That's all that matters. Yeah, well, Randy is not going to stand tall on next Saturday night. Oh, and that and that basically is is it. So, Greg, let's well, we'll prob there's a preview coming up for the on the big show this weekend. So, yeah. let's just recap um and we'll do a little a very short like go yeah. home for SmackDown next week. So, yeah, yeah. Le- let's we got a big news story to come up, but before that, folks, we have to get our we have to get our shit in. So here is your SmackDown synopsis. This is your SmackDown synopsis. Thank you, Miss Big Voice. SmackDown synopsis tonight is brought to you by uh, Cold because it's getting cold and or yawns. I haven't decided which one it's brought by. Yeah, here's what happens. Like, when do you know how long it is to fly from here to Brazil? Like, I'm still jet lagged from that damn trip. Like, well, Sean Burkhead doesn't know how long it is to fly from here to Brazil. That's that's a very fair point. So, are we keeping Roman in the parking lot? 
Uh, yes, because I laughed when I saw him coming through the uh, unplugged metal detector. So That's... I'm going to keep that just for my, my own my own uh, enjoyment. How about the contract signing slash brawl to start the, the first 20 minutes of the show? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Logan Paul were randomly wandering around the back. No, we can cut that. The LWO versus LWO six-man tag. Uh, we can cut this. Yeah, I, and the only thing I would say, I could make a case for Superstar, but I'm okay with you driving the ship. It's, it's not that it was bad again. We're just seeing this next week, literally. And the week after, and the week after, and the week after. The only difference is we might get two new members, one on each side, in order to stretch this all the way to Mania. We'll see. Kale on the back with Pretty Deadly. Uh, we're keeping this. Okay. Uh, the Bobby Lashley not recap with his uh, two kids. The pride. Yeah, we'll keep this. That's fine. How about British Strong Style versus Pretty Deadly? The return of Peter Dunn. Um, yeah, short. That's fine. We can keep this. It wasn't short and inoffensive. Yep. The KO show. Um, this one I'm torn with, uh, because I just hated the way this ended. I hated the dumb, dumb stuff here at the end. Um, so I, I'll leave it, but under protest. See, I, if you told me you were just going to cut it out and let, let them just stare at each other and don't need the bull crap at the end. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'm going to leave this in because I think we need, we're going to need some stuff on the show. As the bloodline turns, drama in the locker room. Cut. Caden <laughs> Carter and Katana Chance versus the Unholy Union. Cut. Yeah, this that match was so bad. Pat Patterson, shout out. Uh, yeah, we got to keep that. Always I mean. keep Pat Patterson. Loves Pat Patterson. Uh, oh, I skipped this all together. How about the OC and AJ interacting without any words? Yeah, cut. Uh, the Last Testament promo. Um, yeah, I'm going to cut this. Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller and Austin Theory interaction. Cut. LA Knight versus AJ Styles. Um, so here's the honest to God truth. I'm cutting all of this. I including, including the uh, Randy Orton solo match. Yep, cutting it all. You know what? You're not wrong. We can pick it up from L.A. Knight and um, the brawl with L.A. Knight and A.J. in the aisle and just pick it up from there and see all the RKOs and foolishness. Yep. that's Because that's really what this was. This was an excuse to set up, remind you that this is your fatal four-way for the undisputed WWE title next week. Yeah, so that's where I'm going. And the other title will be up for grabs. I mean, maybe even the winner of the Royal Rumble this year gets that title. Who knows? Who knows? Like, uh, there's... I mean, that's an interesting thing you could do with the Rumble. You could say that either you could challenge Roman... Yeah. ...or take the vacant title. Interesting. Interesting. Well, here's the other thing. If the title is vacant, then couldn't Senior Money in the Bank cash in and just take the title? Oh, Greg, that's another great idea. All right. I was like, okay, this is mine. I didn't have to beat anyone because no one owns it. Yeah. Well, if it's, if they show up in the thing, he could. that would be amazing. Uh, Damian Priest is the world champion by beating no one. Boy, does that make him look smart. Yeah. Well, Greg, you have a major Sunday night main event announcement, and you've already warned me, so let me cue up your music. All right. Thank you, Bradley. So uh, on behalf of the crew here at Sunday night's main event, I am proud to announce what I hope will be our first annual Royal Rumble Pick'em Pool um, I, I think I called it something else. Um, Royal Rumble something. I, I don't even remember. A name to be determined, I guess. I don't even know. Um, but here, here's how it works. Patrons, you're going to get a, a link come to you via your via Patreon. Um, well, you're listening to this probably on Saturday. Uh, 
you, you had a great name, dude. Yeah, I, I had to look it, it up. It's a Royal Rumble Roulette. Yeah, I looked it up too. Royal, your Royal Rumble Roulette. Okay, so yeah, so patrons, you're gonna get this on sometime on Saturday. Uh, we'll get Boris to send out the link to you, uh, so you get first dibs at this. You will then uh, you'll connect into a, a Google form, and you will be prompted to enter who you think will come out in spots one through thirty in the men's and the women's Royal Rumble matches. So just pay attention to the form. Make sure you're putting your women's uh, part in the women's. I think I set it up that it's the women's first and then the men's second. So you will answer one through 30. If, for example, and the example I gave in in the uh, header is that if you select Papa Shango in spot number one, if he or any of his gimmicks come out, because I know Papa Shango is every year supposed to be in the Royal Rumble, never shows up. um, If if he comes out in that spot number one, you're going to get one point for the correct answer. The last question you will get at the end of it is who you think will win the Royal Rumble match that question is worth five points so you could potentially score up to 35 points in your pool um if we have more than one, uh, more than one winner at the end of this there's a kind of tiebreaker um for who will have the longest uh, or sorry how long was the iron man of the match in uh how long will they last in the rumble so you enter a time in minutes and seconds so if you think that papa shango is going to go in for 62 minutes and 31 seconds you put that in as your tiebreaker for question one and then the other question is who will have the most eliminations uh, so those are the two tiebreaker questions in case we need them. Uh, so you'll answer both for your female and for your male, and and you'll submit the form. You have until three p.m. Uh, sorry, till two p.m. Eastern time, three p.m. Atlantic time, on Saturday, January twenty seventh, to get your votes in. Then the form will close. We will announce the winner on the after party next Saturday night. So I, I don't think I'm going to be joining that after party, but I will provide all the information to Boris. Uh, so that can be announced and the winner will receive a prize from SNME radio. So uh, patrons, you will get first crack at this. You will have your ballot go out to you tomorrow or to on Saturday, and you'll have up until the following Saturday. So you basically will get about seven days to fill in your your ballot. If you are not a patron, we will post the link on Facebook on Thursday evening. So you will have Thursday night and Friday night to complete your work. You'll, you basically get 48 hours. So patrons, you get early access to this. Uh, give yourself a little bit more time to kind of figure it out, get used to the form, get comfortable with it. And then when you submit, you're good to go. I will, if you are submitting, uh, you're asked to put in your email address. If you have uh, multiple entries for your email address, I'm only going to look at the last one. So I'll be filtering out old versions if you, uh, if you do so. So just uh, keep in mind. Yeah. And uh, pro tip, maybe wait until after Monday, even if you're a patron to fill this out because who knows? Maybe we'll get qualifying matches that somebody wins the number one or 30 spot. That's a good point. I mean, or potentially next Friday night, right? Send it in after Friday night SmackDown. So um, you've got to kind of watch and figure it out. But uh, you will get this chance on Saturday or up till Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern time to fill in your ballot. And then you'll get the winner announced at the after party next Saturday night. And pro tip to you, bad spellers, go to www.com, check out the roster page, copy and paste is your friend. Uh, yep, Wikipedia works as well. So, yep, so get get your picks in. Uh, we're excited to try this out. It's never really been done before. It's something actually I've done for a couple of years with a few friends of mine. We've, we've kind of stopped a little bit uh, for a little while, but I was driving one day this week and I was like, we should do this for SNME, so... Boris was all on favor with this, so I, I decided to bring this to SNME this year. It's a very interesting pool because you might get the right 30 people, but boy, oh boy, you may not be able to put them in the right order. That's a very fair point, right? Um, you know, you, you could... 
when I did this uh, several years ago, we actually also had uh, special spots for surprise entrance and stuff like that and extra points for that. And it's just too complicated right now. And honestly, WWE hasn't been for the last couple of years doing a lot of surprise entrance. So it, it kind of fell out of favor. But yeah, you know, you've got 35 points potentially up for grabs in both the men's and women's uh, rumbles. So there's 70 points total. Um, between both matches and at the end of the day we're going to look at your total ballot so it's it's basically whoever's going to have the highest point value out of 70 uh, is going to win this i i'm predicting right now winner gets 25 points (laughs) uh do you know what i will tell you that when i've done this before with friends of mine i'm lucky if i if i break five points wow so there you go if you guys get somewhere around 20 points you are setting the all-time high score yeah, yeah. So. It, this is a very unique Royal Rumble contest because lots of people do like first entrant, 30th entrant, blah, blah, blah. This is the most interesting Royal Rumble because you're basically picking blind. Yeah, you you are 100% picking blind. I mean, there's people who have declared for the Rumble. So, I mean, you know that they're going to show up somewhere, but you know, is Bailey going to show up in spot two or is she going to show up in spot 28? You don't know, right? Like, so is, is Bobby Lashley going to come up as lucky 13 or 26? Like, right. Who knows? So uh, that's, that's why. And I, I like to shut it down or I wanted to shut it down early enough on Saturday that uh, hopefully there's not major leaks that, could, that potentially could come out to skew stuff. So that's why we shut it down at two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, even if you know, Papa Shango has arrived in the airport, it doesn't mm-hmm. know. You don't know necessarily which spot he's coming in. I love that gimmick from Wade Barrett. I haven't seen any of his posts yet, but every year he posts about Papa Shango in the Royal Rumble, and it makes me laugh every damn time. Well, if not Papa Shango, you know what? At this point, they should. he's come out as Godfather a few times. They should have him come out as Kama before he comes out as Papa Shango. Uh, you know, I, I, I almost used um, the three uh, Foley's as my um, example here, but I didn't. Well, yeah, and Mick Foley's not getting during the Royal Rumble because he can't take the bump to the outside anymore. No, not he's anymore. he's in cheeky baby territory. If he enters a Royal Rumble or Battle Royal, he's winning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Greg, thank you for breaking that news. And Patreon.com slash SNME Radio. For about a buck a week, you get a Raw review, an NXT review. Steve Swift cracked me a few times. Uh, he also is doing Continental Wrestling. You get our NXT. You get our, uh, sorry, our, we already did NXT. You get your AEW. You get your MLWs. You get AEW Dynamite and Rampage. The Grants have got Rampage and Collision on lock and Boris and Dax with their geek talk always starting off with a, a Dynamite review. There's a ton of content on this network. Patreon.com slash SNME Radio. And uh, yeah, we're going to be back next week to cover the go-home show from Florida. I think they're in Florida somewhere. They they might even be in the same town, but they're not in the dome. They're not very far from Florida, so everybody, the, the boys and girls, don't have to make a huge truck. No, no, I think that they're in Miami or something, yeah, so it's it's just down the road, so. So it'll be our go-home. We're going to get, I don't, well, I mean, we don't have a contract to sign, Craig. What are you going to do on a go-home show without a contract? Uh, that, do you know that's a great question i don't know what they're going to do on it maybe we'll uh, i just hope we don't get to see the matches we're going to see the next night like that stuff drives me nuts so well okay so we know we got grayson waller and grayson no we have a we have austin theory and carmelo we know we have some sort of the pride versus the the, the te- last testament the club kids are back and they're gonna do they're gonna fight kabuki warriors and another mixed match match with the LWO versus the LWO. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, by the way, I, just because I had to while we're talking here, I go back and check uh, at Stu Bennett, uh, Wade Barrett's real name. If you go back to January 28, 2023, his picks for Royal Rumble uh, for last year, uh, he says that his men's Royal Rumble match uh, was at Fight Bobby, Bobby Lashley. His women's pick was uh, Raquel WWE, Raquel Rodriguez. His surprise entrant, Papa Shango. Well, maybe, maybe, just maybe, it'll. this will be the year that Wade Barrett gets his Christmas wish and Papa Shango goes in and puts a hex on somebody and they eliminate themselves. 
Uh, you know what? It Maybe it's going to be the year like they had with Michael Cole, where he gets in the rumble, Wade Barrett gets up from commentary and jumps in the ring. That would be gold. Like, Wade Barrett should be in a rumble at some point. He looks great. I don't know what he looks like underneath that suit. And, yeah, at the very least, this should be, at some point, Nick, not this early, but at some point, Nick Aldis, if he gets nothing else out of this WWE run, he should definitely get a Royal Rumble appearance. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Well, we'll talk a lot about that next week. Maybe even next week, we will give you some ideas of people that you might see in the Royal Rumble. We maybe we'll give you some some hints, some outside chances if you haven't filled out your ballot. And for more about the upcoming Royal Rumble, check out the main show this week with Boris. Sunday night's main event, our pay, our flagship show. You'll get and live audio wrestling. It's our Super Sunday double dip where you're going to get two amazing shows for the price of one yeah absolutely so check it out and uh looking forward to seeing those ballots come in all right good night everyone we the ones